Your life can be full of inspiration and magic, and you don't need glass slippers to get there. Welcome to the podcast for real life heroines with author, speaker, and coach, Susanna Liller. Join us as we work with key elements of personal development to assist you in hearing the calls that life has for you. Be inspired, be empowered, and be encouraged. Let's start today's episode with your host, Susanna Liller. Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast for Real Life Heroines, where I get to interview real life heroines and sometimes heroes about how they answered a call to do something bigger or more meaningful with their lives, which then evolved them into their more authentic selves, doing and being more and more of what resonates with who they really are. That's the heroines and heroes journey, answering a call, leaving your comfort zone and going on an adventure to transform yourself and the world. Now, let's keep talking together about how the journey works, what the steps or milestones are. These episodes from me, without a guest, are to give you an understanding of this ancient journey archetype that's been in our stories for thousands of years. The episodes with a real life heroine or hero guest are interviews that share their story of how they responded to a call and how it changed their life. I want you to see that this is possible for you too and that you've most likely already done it. You've gone on a heroine's or hero's journey and that's monumental for it doesn't only uplift you and your life, but society feels the ripple effect of your growth. If you want more of a visual, go and see the heroine's journey map that you can get on my website, susannaliller.com. I wonder where you think you are right now on that map. I'm pretty sure I'm on the road of adventure as I put myself out here in cyberspace so that I can connect with you. In episode one, I told you about the overall framework and detailed the milestones, and I explained why I have a vested interest in proving to you that you are a heroine. The world needs all the heroines it can get, now more than ever. In episode two, we met Margot Walsh and learned about her journey to establish main works and help newly released prisoners establish themselves in society again and have a job. In episode three, I talked to you more about ordinary life or more commonly called your comfort zone, where you start out before you hear a call. And then I explained what the call is and how it may come to you and where it comes from. In episode four, I got to interview Pega Ketkodian about how she was called to go on her heroine's journey after her life fell apart and how she fought it. She refused her call until finally she found Theta Healing and got comfortable with working with spirit and accepted that she is a bona fide spiritual mentor. In episode five, we got to the point in your heroine's journey when you've heard your call and you're ready to respond. 
you're committed to following through on whatever it is that your nudge, intuition, or call to action is asking of you. In episode six, you met Colleen Garrick, a real life heroine who has been on such an amazing life adventure. She is the poster child of the heroine mindset, a woman who has made calamity into opportunity. I can't wait for you to meet her. But first, here's episode seven, where you'll get all kinds of help and not help. <laughs> You're on the road of adventure. You've answered your call, you've made your leap, you've left your comfort zone, you are in the unknown, you haven't been here before. Maybe you're trying something new in your business. Maybe you're launching your book. Maybe your partner has left you and you're on your own. Maybe you've just got a bad medical diagnosis. Maybe you've just signed on to give a talk to a big audience. Whatever your leap is, it can be challenging. It's always rewarding. Well, when you look back on it, you realize it's just what you needed. But in the moment, well, frankly, it can be rough. Here's one reason why. It's often at this point that the threshold guardians appear. They are those warning voices, internal or external, that say, do you think you are? You can't do this. You don't have the right credentials. No one ever does this and is happy afterwards. Everyone will laugh at you. You'll be sorry. Don't say I didn't warn you. You don't have what it takes. Threshold guardians want you to stay put. There could be different reasons for their cautions. Maybe they think they're keeping you safe, or maybe your growth threatens them. Their voices can be very loud and can actually keep you from crossing over the threshold. Threshold guardians become particularly overbearing right around the threshold crossing, although they start yammering as early as the receipt of your call. But unfortunately, I've found that they don't always leave you alone once you cross your threshold, rather they often accompany you for much of the journey. <clears throat> Here's the thing about threshold guardians. I believe they mean well. Their charge is to protect you, to guard you against the dangers that lurk outside your comfort zone. They stand for the limits of the known world, as Joseph Campbell writes. Everything outside those limits is dangerous. They say things like, you want to do what? Are you crazy? If you leave your job, you'll lose all your security. Threshold guardians can be real people. For example, your parents, your siblings, or your best friend. They can also be those negative voices in your head, sometimes called the inner critic or the saboteurs or the gremlins. Those voices can be particularly rancorous at the start of a journey. When I've talked with women in my workshops who attend my school for real life heroines, I have found that everyone's inner threshold guardians seem to say 
the same or similar things to them as they contemplate responding to a call or as they step onto the journey after crossing the threshold. It's as though there's only one script and they're all reading from the same script. And it sounds like I will look, look like a failure, a loser. I will feel foolish. I will be alone. I won't be strong enough. It will be too difficult. I will fail. I don't know how. I don't have enough money. My expectations are too high. What if I'm not good at it? What if people get angry with me or hate me? What if my reputation is shot? Nothing will come of it. It's too big a time commitment. I should be doing more productive things. I'll bet some of these thoughts are as familiar to you as they are to me. How do you deal with these inner voices that can freeze you and send you right back to the limits and comforts of ordinary life? Being aware of them is the first step. The next step is knowing that you can choose to change these seeming words of advice into what you want. One of the heroines in one of my workshops upon hearing this said, oh, I thought we we're supposed to do what they said. No, no, you're supposed to listen to what you want. Often, these are old voices from your childhood, maybe the voices of your parents or other adults. We hear them when we're little, we internalize them, and then when we're adults, we think they're our own thoughts. But guess what? They aren't, if you don't want them to be. But how to dispel these voices? This is when it is important to come up with affirmations to turn the negatives around. Here are some examples taken from the affirmations that the women in my workshops chose to turn them around. Try saying these to yourself. Better yet, write them down. Add your own. What I want is possible. I have enough. I know enough. I am enough. What I have is unique and special to share. I am reflecting the divine source. I do not have to give up my dream. I have what it takes. I will not fail. In fact, I will succeed. I am unique. People who know me admire me. I deserve better. I am allowed to try new things. I can spread my wings. It's okay to make mistakes. Making mistakes helps me become a wiser person. I can succeed at anything if I put my mind to it. Excuse me. I won't give up. I can't do it. I can count on my spirit to guide me. Which beliefs about yourself do you want to let go of? And which ones do you want to affirm so that they can guide your journey 
in a positive direction. You get to choose. The mentor is another character that often appears once you've taken that first step across. It seems that you have to show some faith in yourself to take that first courageous step before the help arrives. It's almost as though the universe is holding its breath, hoping that you'll find that grain of belief in yourself as tiny as a mustard seed, that you can do this before sending in what the journey calls magical helpers. Let me share some of my favorite quotes about this act of faith. William Hutchison Murray, this is often attributed to Goethe, wrote, quote, until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves to. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man could have dreamed would have come his way. Here's what Joseph Campbell writes about the same similar taking the first step. Quote, I have found that you have only to take that one step toward the gods and they will then take 10 steps towards you. That step, the heroic first step of the journey is out of or over the edge of your boundaries and it often must be taken before you know that you will. Mentors in our own journey stories usually aren't magical, but they do appear. I know I talk about myself as a fairy godmother, but truth be told, I'm not. But I can help you find the magic, the gift within yourself. Mentors are people who support us, maybe by offering advice or more importantly, by simply believing in us. I am definitely one of your mentors as you walk the heroine's journey. Mentors, unlike the threshold guardian, say things like, I know you can do this. I'm here if you need me. I believe in you. Stay with us while you're contemplating what to do. Leaving him or her will allow you to finally be yourself. Here. I wore this bracelet while going through a hard time and it comforted me. You wear it. Mentors provide support in a multitude of ways. Maybe they offer you a safe place to stay or they encourage your efforts or they give you a sign or message that helps guide you on your way. Their words are comforting. They give you hope. In fairy tales, mentors are often disguised as something else mice, dwarves, a scarecrow, and so forth. 
the mice in Disney's Cinderella help Cinderella make it to the royal ball. The seven dwarves help Snow White survive in the woods, and the scarecrow ends up being a trusted friend to Dorothy and Oz. Other storybook characters pass these creatures by and don't receive their help. But heroines like Cinderella, Snow White, and Dorothy see beyond the mentor's facade and usually reap some kind of benefit as a result. In real life, you probably won't meet talking mice, woodland dwarves, or a scarecrow, but you might have a tendency to ignore the wisdom of a person who has a message you need to hear. A mentor could be your next door neighbor, your grandmother, or your workout partner. The important thing to remember is that guidance for your journey can come from a variety of sources. And sometimes it may come from the person you least expect. Mentors can also appear at critical moments on your path. Do you remember the Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland appearing on a branch overhead when Alice was wondering which way to go? Several years ago, I was at a similar point in my own life, trying to decide whether to accept an offer to join a consulting firm or continue working for myself. I happened to be having lunch with a colleague and although I didn't know her very well, I decided to run my decision-making quandary by her. She wound up giving me the best advice, the advice I followed. Susanna, she asked, do you know the adage about the man stuck on a rooftop in a flood? I didn't, so she told it, told it to me. A fellow was stuck on his rooftop in a flood. He was praying to God for help. Soon, a man in a robot boat came by, and the fellow shouted to the man on the roof, jump in, I can save you. The stranded fellow shouted back, no, it's okay. I'm praying to God and he is going to save me. So the robot went on, rowboat went on. Then a motorboat came by. The motorboat captain shouted, jump in, I can save you. To that, this, the stranded man said, no thanks, I'm praying to God and he is going to save me. I have faith. So the motorboat went on. Then a helicopter came by and the pilot shouted down, grab this rope and I will lift you to safety. To this, the stranded man again replied, no thanks, I'm praying to God and he is going to save me. I have faith. So, the helicopter reluctantly flew away. Soon, the water rose above the rooftop and the man drowned. He went to heaven. He finally got his chance to discuss this whole situation with God, at which point he exclaimed, I had faith in you, God, but you didn't save me. You let me drown. I don't understand why. To this, God replied, I sent you a rowboat and a motorboat and a helicopter. What more did you expect? 
Of course, my colleague was suggesting that the man on the rooftop was me and that I had been offered a lifeline, an opportunity to get off the roof and join the consulting firm. Her advice led me to take a leap and accept the firm's offer. It was the best thing for me at the time. My story illustrates how mentors come in many guises. They can be difficult to recognize. So be on the lookout, pay attention. Who have been your mentors, either before or after threshold crossings? Write to me, I would like to know. Sometimes the mentor or another helper gives the heroine a talisman, a lucky piece for the journey. Often it's a very ordinary thing that doesn't seem at all like it could be helpful, but the heroine later finds out it has helped or even better, has some kind of magical power. Jack and the Beanstalk is a perfect example of something very ordinary like beans that produce an unsuspected result. In the movie Willow, the character of the same name is given acorns by the village magic man, and they prove to be powerful weapons against the evil sorcerer. There are lots of examples of this in fairy tales. What could it mean for us? One message could be that the heroine needs to pay attention to everything. Every gift could be more than meets the eye. Or simply, it could mean to treasure something that someone has given us or left behind. Do you have a talisman for your current journey? Go find what has special meaning for you, something that reminds you of someone who has always supported you. Place it where you can see it regularly. It will remind you that you are supported on your journey, always. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Here's a moment for my shameless self-promotion. Please go to SusannaLiller.com and check out my School for Real Life Heroines, where you can attend my online course and sign up for a free consultation to coach with me. You'll see my book there as well, You Are a Heroine, a retelling of the hero's journey. You can follow me on Instagram at Susanna Liller and join my network for Real Life Heroines on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel and to my podcast, this podcast, to catch all the episodes. But most importantly, beyond all that, always remember, you are a heroine. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Life Heroines with Susanna Liller. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more about Susanna and how she can assist you in your heroine story, go to SusannaLiller.com forward slash blog or find us on social media and YouTube by searching Susanna Liller. You can also email us directly at Susanna at SusannaLiller.com. We'd love to hear from you. To be encouraged and inspired outside of the show and blog, check out You Are Heroine, a retelling of the hero's journey written by your host and coach, Susanna, available on Amazon. Until the next time, be well, heroine.